Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I am so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. And today we are going to jump on into Psalm chapter 91, verse 1. So we have, have really discerned these times as an opportunity for alignment. And I find it fascinating because the opportunity to progress is really consistent. It's, it's the, the, the consistent fact that the light outshines the darkness. And so I've been meditating on this chapter in Psalm 91 for quite a while, and, and I know that many of you are probably familiar with it, and rightfully so. Uh, but I want to, to really just share my heart concerning what Yahweh is revealing to me about this verse and encourage you to allow this verse to not only be an encouragement or a hope or a, a stirring of your spirit, but let us engage the seven spirits of the Lord and let us receive this as a heart revelation as Yahweh reveals His divine nature to us. And so we're, gonna, we're just going to start by quoting the verse. So Psalm 91 verse 1 says this, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And what Yahweh has really placed in my spirit is that it is our dwelling that leads to our abiding. Um, I want to read a little bit of commentary and then kind of share my heart with you. Um, I know I did this with uh, Spurgeon on the last podcast that I shared, uh, but I just I, I do this personally, um, and I hope that it administers to you as well. So um, Mary B. M. Duncan said this about Psalm ninety one one. Um, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. What intimate and unrestrained communion does this describe? The Christian in everything making known his heart with needs and wishes, thoughts and feelings, its doubts and anxieties, sorrows and its joys as to Yahweh, a loving, perfect friend. And all is not on one side. The Almighty Friend admitted his chosen one to us, secret place. It is almost too wonderful to be true. It is almost too presumptuous a thought for such creatures as we are to entertain. But he himself permits it, and not only permits it, but he desires it. This teaches us to realize that it is communion which Yahweh calls us. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And what is this secret? It is that in God, which the world neither knows nor sees nor cares to enjoy, it is his mind revealed to those that love him, his plans, his ways. He made known his ways to Moses, we see in Psalm 103, verse 7. And thoughts open to them. Yeah, and things hidden from angels are manifest to the least of his friends in 1 Peter 1 verse 12. He wishes for us to know him, and by his word and by his spirit, he puts himself before us. Ah, it is not his fault if we do not know him. It is our own carelessness. So Mary B. M. Duncan wrote this in a book titled Under the Shadow in 1867. So we're coming up on 150 years ago. Um, from that, a little over that. So I, I just wanted to share that I'm more convinced every day 
um, that the very degree of Yahweh's nature that he reveals to us is an effect of our pursuit of him. It does not change. Please don't misinterpret this. It does not change who Yahweh is, but it does change our understanding of who Yahweh is. It's not by your own ability that he is revealed, but I believe that it's rather our intention. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. So, so this time of alignment is an opportunity for us to rid ourselves of things that don't belong and implement the things that do. Now I want to share with you what Spurgeon said about this verse, and this is just so powerful to me. So um, just engage your heart in this moment. So uh, verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, the blessings here promised are not for all believers, but for those who live in close fellowship with God. Every child of God looks toward the inner sanctuary and the mercy seat, yet all do not dwell in the most holy place. They run into it at times and enjoy occasional approaches, but they do not habitually reside in the mysterious presence. Those who through rich grace obtain unusual and continuous communion with God so as to abide in Christ and Christ in them become possessors of rare and special benefits, which are missed by those who follow from afar off and grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Into the secret place those only come who know the love of God in Yeshua the Messiah, and those only dwell there to whom to live is Christ. To them the veil is rent, the mercy seat is revealed, the covering cherubs are made manifest, and the awful glory of the Most High is apparent. These, like Simeon, have the Holy Ghost upon them, and like Anna, they do not depart from the temple. They are courtiers of the great king. They are valiant men who keep watch around the bed of Solomon, the virgin souls who follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Elect out of the elect, they have attained unto first thee, and shall walk with their Lord in white, for they are worthy. Sitting down in the august presence chamber, where shines the mystic light of Shekinah, they, they know what it is to be raised up together and, and to be made to sit together with Christ in the heavenlies. And of them is truly said that their conversation is in heaven. Special grace like theirs brings with it special immunity. Outer court worshipers little know what belongs in the inner sanctuary, or surely they would press on until the place of nearness and divine familiarity became theirs. Those who are the Lord's constant guest shall find that he will never suffer and any to be injured within his gates. He has eaten the covenant salt with them and is pledged for their protection. They shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The omnipotent Lord will shield all those who dwell with him. They shall remain under his care as guest under the protection of their host." 
in the most holy place the wings of the cherubim were the most conspicuous objects. And they probably suggested to the psalmist the expression here employed. Those who commune with God are safe with him. No evil can reach them, for the outstretched wings of his power and love cover them from all harm. This protection is constant, and they abide under it. It is all sufficient, for it is the shadow of the Almighty, whose omnipotence will surely screen us from all effect. No shelter can be imagined at all comparable to the protection of Yahweh's own shadow. The Almighty Himself is where the shadow is, and hence those who dwell in the secret place are shielded by Himself. What a shade in the day of noxious heat. What a refuge in the hour of deadly storm. Communion with God is safety. For the more closely we cling to our Almighty Father, the more confident may we be. This is such an incredible interpretation of this verse. Like, I I have just taken hours to sit and rest verse by verse um, in Psalm 91, and I, I, I feel this confidence rising within me. So again, verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, so this is to sit down, the dwelling really is is um, yeshav. It's made up of yod, shin, and bayit. And, and it's Strong's H3427. It means to implicate, um, to dwell by implication. Um, but it's that the starting point is found in laying hold and tenaciously laying hold of the blessing of our Father's house, realizing that our position is not to earn a seat at the table, but rather to receive the abundance that Yahweh has prepared for us to possess. Now, this word abide is loon. It's made up of lamed, vav, and noon final in that Strong's H3885. It says this, um, being led progresses into leading by becoming a connector of heaven and earth and functioning as mature sons. Beloved identity is what enables us to be seated in rest upon the mercy seat. So I have heard Apostle Aaron Smith teach um, that some scholars have written commentary on this being a description of what David saw when he was seated underneath and potentially leaning on the Ark of the Covenant. Now what I find fascinating fascinating is that the Ark of the Covenant was something so holy that people were actually uncomfortable around it. In 2 Samuel, uh, there was a man named Uzzah uh, who was killed just for touching it. And, and so they had specific instruction of how to carry in the ark because of how holy this was. And whenever it, it shifted, Uzzah was just trying to do a good thing and help out. And so he put his hand to it and it actually killed him. And so we see that David is leaning upon it, declaring the covering of Almighty Yahweh upon his own life. And, and this is what is important to me about us progressing in the throne room that Yahweh has prepared for us. Um, he had spoken to me and said that your dwelling leads to your abiding. When you allow yourself to dwell in a place, when you allow yourself to lay hold and, and receive of the abundance that Yahweh has for us, that enables us to be able to abide, to be seated in rest upon the mercy seat. 
So where, where we seat ourselves, and notice how I worded this phrase, it determines where we remain. So I want to ask you a question today. Are you seated in fear or are you seated in peace? Are you seated in the influence of the world or are you seated in the influence of Almighty God? Are you seated in lack or are you seated in abundance? Malachi 4, it it speaks of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And in this type of experience depends on which side you're on. (laughs) If, If you are on the right side, then it is a great day. If you are not, then it could be a terrible day. But David was able to access things that were not even available to the rest of the world, not even available to other believers, because he simply accessed a place that the world Uh, refuse to access, even other believers. And so my heart today is that you and I allow ourselves to recognize what has readily been made available to us. Um, This is not something to take lightly and, and it's not something that is, is just a given. Um, Apostle Aaron has a lot of just quotes that stick with you. And he said that, that what Yahweh intends for us is, is given, but it's not a given. And what he means by that is there is no price that we can pay. There is nothing that we have to do to earn it. But we still have to receive of what Yahweh is making available to us, the blessings that are associated with being called His own. And I believe that more and more we are coming into the understanding and the knowledge that we are truly the righteousness of God, that we are as righteous as He is. And that does not mean that that we, um, we see Him and we're moving more into that righteousness. It means that we're moving more into the understanding of who we are and how righteous we are. Um, I believe that, that Yeshua is the firstborn among many brethren. He was the last Adam. And so what that essentially means is, is that we no longer should identify with that Adamic sinful nature and the curses associated with that. We should identify with the blessing and the righteousness and the holiness of who Yeshua is through his Father, and and we should act like that. (laughs) Um, It's a lot easier said than done, but I believe the more that we move into that role, uh, the more confident we become and, and the greater uh, blessing that we will begin to experience and establish on earth the way that was atten- intentionally and originally designed. So family, um, I hope this encourages you today. If you find yourself in a place of turmoil or anxiety or fear, um, I encourage you to just rest. Begin to dwell in this secret place. Find you a place um, where you can just rest in the the most high and abide under the shadow of the almighty so family your dwelling leads to your abiding uh the more that we find ourselves dwelling in the right place we find ourselves abiding in the fullness of who we were created to be so uh thank you for your engagement today we love you so grateful for you and look forward to the next time we have together